just things for me. Hello, podcasters. I'm Ben Greenwood, the off road performance coach. This podcast is where we share how we do things at Race Ready Off-Road Coaching. So if you want to be a beast on and off the dirt bike, you have come to the right place. Today, we're going to talk about training for resilience. What is the meaning of resilience? If you look it up, it is the capacity to withstand or to recover quickly from difficulties, aka toughness and the ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape, aka elasticity. So when I think of resilience or toughness, I always think of a quote from the great Louis Simmons from Westside Barbell. He's a bit of a strength and conditioning icon, legend. He passed away last year, sadly. Absolute weapon of a man. One of his famous quotes, very simply, is weak things break. So this is a massive component of our off-bike training and our strength training is to build resilience, to build toughness so we do not break. Obviously, there is a huge performance benefit to our off-bike training and I'm definitely not saying that we can completely avoid all injuries because as you guys know you ride dirt bikes random shit can happen and there like some accidents can potentially be that bad that we could end up like snapping a leg or arm or whatever it is however we can improve our resilience So in those situations, the injury potentially may not be as bad. And in the lower level crashes where we don't hit the ground as hard that we can avoid injury or potentially just end up a bit banged up, bruised, and we can keep racing and and get over it the following week. So I actually was interviewed on a podcast yesterday and... One of the topics that we discussed was how the physiques of races, these top races, particularly in motocross, has changed over the years. How we're starting to see now like Chase, Kenny, Eli, even Jet, like you can tell that they've got some, some muscular shape about them. And Chase Sexton has said vocally uh, that he specifically trained to put on some size so he could be stronger and better protected when he did crash and personally i think from watching him the last few years you can just see that in his body his body shape and his the amount of muscle he has got on and also his resilience like he has it's no secret he's taken a few hard hits in the, the last few seasons and for the most part, he's been able to line back up the next weekend and race. So personally, why have has that sort of started to happen? Like why have the physique started to change? Like I think when you look at it, like MX and off-road, like as a sport, it is so young in comparison to other sports that 
like ball sports and these sports, like all of the Olympic type sports that people have been partaking in, like literally for centuries, some of those other sports. When you think of our sport, like it is quite young, like, and actually training for it, even at the top level is quite like, quite young. Like everyone talks about how Ricky Carmichael came in and changed the game because he started actually training properly off the bike and got super strong and fit and took everything to the next level. That was only like in the mid 2000s. It was like 15, 20 years ago. That is not a long time. And then when that kind of started, I think at the time, a lot of the coaches that started training people were from other sports like cycling. Plenty of cycling coaches out there that compare our sport to cycling just based on heart rate. They're like, oh yeah, you got to hold your heart rate at 180 for 30 minutes or at 170 for three hours, like whatever's you're racing that's just like you know that's you got to do that when you ride a cycle so we're going to train you like a like a road cyclist that's not what our sport is so i think what we're seeing and 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 a lot of trainers like were also guys that had just were training people the way that they had done it because that had worked for them so I think what we're seeing now is our sport is finally evolving. Like we're coming into that 15, 20 year period of actually having a professional level of training at the top level of our sport. And we're finally starting to see that evolve into an era where the coaching has actually progressed and it is preparing people for the real demands. So to me, like racing dirt bikes is a contact sport. It's most people know that like it's only a matter of time, no matter how good you are before you hit the ground. So you look at any other sport like MMA fighters, footballers, they're not afraid of putting on a little bit of muscle. They're not afraid of getting slowed down by putting on a little bit of muscle. In our sport, like people are so afraid to touch a heavy weight, they think they're just gonna wake up looking like Ronnie Coleman the next day. They're gonna wake up with arm pump. So anyone that's actually trained properly will know that that's not how it works. You can get really strong and improve your muscular endurance at the same time as your aerobic capacity without looking like a bodybuilder. So when we look at some of these best races like Chase, Kenny, etc., it's a you can see it's a really good example of how to really train. Like if I know a lot of these guys don't share a lot of stuff and they obviously don't want people to know what they're doing, but like Kenny and Chase would be two good examples of like they do actually share a fair bit on their stories if you follow them of what they do actually do and I don't think you could argue like they are two of of the best. Obviously, Jet's been very dominant on a 450, but they're not far off him. Like they're definitely two of the best riders and have been two of the best 450 riders in motocross for the last few years. And 
you can see how they train. Like they are lifting heavy weights. They are getting really strong and they're not afraid to put on just a little bit of muscle. Like if, like mus, we want to think of muscle like body armor. Like if we've got a little bit more muscle there, we can be more protected when we take a hit. It also gives us the capacity to be stronger. When we have more mass, we have the potential to produce more force. So again, we're not saying we want to look like a bodybuilder. You've heard me say it before, but like at one extreme end of the scale, when you're completely immobilized, when you might break a limb and you have to sit on the couch or lay in bed for weeks and weeks and weeks, your body literally gets smaller or especially that limb that you can't move it it the muscle wastes away the extreme other end of that scale is a bodybuilder that is just trying to pile on mass and get as big as possible we sit somewhere in the middle as dirt bike racers we want to have we want to be like able to actually put on mass i personally believe it's healthy when we are putting on when the body is in a state of growth it will put on a little bit of muscle so that is a healthy place for the body to be if the if the body is actually putting on a little bit of muscle and i'm not talking about five ten kilos i'm just talking about like a kilo maybe or even half a kilo that's a good sign that the body is healthy and it's actually got the resources it needs to grow because the opposite of that is decline. The opposite of that is wastage. It's going backwards. So think if your muscles are wasting, think about your tendons, your ligaments, etc., everything, your bone density even. So obviously it's a balancing act. However, I, again, like I do believe that moto like we want to be training for moto more like it is a contact sport and less like road cycling doesn't mean we can't use road cycling as one of our modalities to improve our aerobic engine not saying don't cycle i'm just an i'm an advocate that i think we need to be training in a way that makes us stronger and if we actually can put on a little bit of mass, just a little bit, that's probably a good sign that our body's in a really good place. So how can you do that? These are just some tips to give you guys a little bit of value. The biggest one would be training in the gym year round. That's one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is they're like, okay, I'm just gonna do like a 12 week strength phase in the off season. And then I won't train strength at all during the year. Or they'll go months without it. So like our body right now is literally a result of the habits that we have followed for the last 12 months. So if we want to be strong and resilient, we need to perform those habits consistently. Because as soon as we remove that stimulus like we can definitely maintain strength for periods of time two three four weeks even but when that becomes months then we're going to start to see that stimulus is gone so the body 
goes back into that state of atrophy or wastage. So we want to be maintaining that stimulus throughout the season. Now that doesn't mean we're going to be just going balls to the wall, maxing out year round. We modulate the intensity and the volume of the training throughout the season to suit a racing schedule, obviously. However, the the main point here is that we want to be including strength training all through the season, year round. Strength training to me is like if I'm training someone with the goal of getting them stronger, we're using rep ranges in the three to eight reps. So again, we're like, we're not maxing out in those rep ranges. We're using a load that is heavy enough. So we may feel like at the end of the set, we could do three, four more reps even. However, that weight is still heavy in comparison to a weight we would use for a 25 rep set. So we're using heavier loads in those lower rep ranges. We want to be training full ranges of motion for the most part. There's going to be some partial range, but like I say, we just don't want to be avoiding full ranges of motion. Full range of motion is a very good way to improve that resilience and our tolerance to those positions. Like we know we're going to get put in those positions, potentially not when we're riding, maybe when we hit the ground. So we want to be strong in all the positions. So that includes training awkward positions. You've heard me say that plenty of times and on recent podcasts, but we want to be training, not avoiding positions because we're afraid of getting hurt there. We want to be actually training those positions, things like spinal flexion, etc. We want to be actually building our capacity in those positions to improve our resilience. We want to be including plyometrics. So those higher velocity impacts that build tolerance, particularly in the lower limbs. There's obviously a big performance gain to plyometric training. I believe one of the biggest benefits that we get out of it as dirt bike racers is that resilience to the feet, the knees, even up to the hips a little bit, but we're training the body to tolerate and absorb those higher velocity forces. That's kind of the training. Well, and obviously we want to be maintaining our and progressing our aerobic engine. Like we can improve all of those things, our strength, our range of motion, our resilience in awkward positions, our power with plyometric training. We can improve all of those things and still improve our aerobic engine at the same time. So we're going to get stronger, more powerful, potentially maybe put on a tiny bit of muscle if that is a goal for an individual and at the same time improve our aerobic engine. So it's a win-win. We're not training all these other qualities at a cost to our aerobic capacity. We can improve all of them and improve our aerobic capacity at the same time. When we do that, our our performance goes up. So when it comes to actually putting on a little bit of muscle, if that is a goal for an individual, there's one thing, well, two really, like you do have to train hard. If you do want to put on muscle, you've got to take some of your sets, whatever rep range you choose to use, whether it's 25 or three, you need to work really hard and take some of those sets close to failure to put on mass. 
So if you're staying away from failure, it's unlikely that you put on mass. The other big component to putting on mass is eating enough food. Most people that race dirt bikes, especially the guys that are training a lot, just don't eat enough calories and or protein to provide the nutrients and the the building blocks there for their body to put on mass. So if you do want to put on mass as a goal, potentially, we definitely want to be making sure that we're in a slight calorie surplus. So around about 10% calorie surplus. So if your maintenance calories are 3000, that's average for most guys who are training a lot. If your maintenance calories are 3000, then you would bring them up to 3300. Pretty simple. 10% surplus and then monitor that for a period of weeks like months honestly it's not going to take you're not going to pile on mass in in two or three weeks it's literally going to take months and keep a tab on that so they're the two biggest moving parts if you don't want if you want to put on muscle and then again like if you don't want to put on muscle if you want to stay the same size that you are now potentially just get a little bit leaner lose some body fat and get stronger, then you're managing that with how close you go to failure in your strength training and how many calories you eat. That's it. If you don't max out and go to failure in your strength training, again, whatever that can be whatever rep range, 25 reps or three reps. If you do three reps, but you use a weight that you could maybe do seven reps with, very unlikely that you're going to put on mass. And you're managing your calories, you're keeping your calories at maintenance or just a tiny bit under, which again is very, very easy to do when you're training a lot for dirt bikes and you're getting out on your dirt bike, riding and doing cardio training, you're burning a ton of calories. So it's very easy to be in a a slight calorie deficit, then it's almost impossible to put on muscle mass. Like I would challenge anyone that is afraid to include more strength training or train in a way that they think is going to induce muscular growth. I would challenge them to try it, like actually do it for six months and see where you end up in six months time. Because it's very easy to just go back to doing what you were doing and in a couple of months you'll be back exactly to where you were anyway. So why not try it? Most people are afraid to touch a heavy weight because they think they're going to look like Ronnie Coleman. That ain't happening. I've never seen that happen. I've got some young guys, clients who are like 18, so they're at the peak of hormone production and they're trying to put on a little bit of mass like they actually want to put on a little bit of mass because they're going to be stepping onto a 450 in a couple of years they're training their butts off they're eating three and a half thousand calories a day or more and they've barely put on they might might have put on a kilo in 12 months so 
again, we're not like the specific goal isn't to, they're not trying to put on massive amounts of mass. They're not trying to put on five or 10 kilos, but they're just trying to put on a little bit. And they're eating a truckload of food. My point there is it's very difficult and it's very unlikely that you're going to pile on mass. So it's not something that I would be afraid of. Again, I've helped hundreds of guys over the last five or so years. And that is just not a conversation I'm having with people. I'm not, people aren't ringing me up saying, oh shit, we got to like, we got to trim things back. Like I've, I've put on five kilos of mass. It's, it's holding me back on the bike. Never had that conversation. The conversations I'm have with people is, yeah, I feel better. I can do everything easier. I can last longer on the bike. I can maintain a higher intensity on the last lap. And I'm a little bit leaner. They're the conversations I have with people training the way we do on race ready off-road coaching programs. So again, they're just some tips for you. Train strength year round, train full range of motion, train awkward positions, train plyometrics, train all those things whilst leveling up your aerobic engine and include the adequate amount of calories and protein to suit your goals, whether that be putting on a little bit of mass or whether that be maintaining where you're currently at or potentially losing a little bit of body fat if you need to drop some weight. So that just comes down to manipulating your energy intake with your nutrition. Pretty simple to do. That's it for today, guys. Nice and short. A couple more episodes coming your way next week. We'll see you then. Hope you get out to shred some trail this weekend. See you on the next episode.